So I just read this morning, we're recording this in, in July, just read this morning that there is a town in Wyoming, and I can't remember, I can't remember what town in Wyoming it is, but they just implemented AI surveillance technology, or they are implementing it, huh. um, and it's, it's all these solar-powered cameras that are just going to record every license plate that drives by, and it's tied into the, uh, this national network by this private company that's operating in like 43 states, so essentially anytime you drive anywhere... In, into these towns and cities they're going to be able to track you hmm. which does not sound like a great direction to be heading yeah especially for a tiny town in wyoming like we're not talking like brooklyn right. this is i think it was jackson wyoming not a not a huge <sighs> uh, city by right. any means and there comes a point where the government is just overreaching Mm-hmm. whether that's per the constitution whether that's just per my own uh wisdom and intellect uh there's definitely a point where the government is going too far mm-hmm. there's some people that like i mean we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago about buying a cannon no no buying a tank yep we did uh we have not yet got the tank uh, still on the market. Nothing, nothing on Craigslist lately. Yeah. Uh, still on the market though. Uh, we you know we need the uh, the tank with the C seventeen, and then we're <laughs> then we're off to the races. Uh, we still don't have that. But anyway, there's people. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to the races. There, there's some people that like, the fact that you cannot buy those two things on personally, that's overreach. And then there's some people who are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, where they want like a full out communism. Yeah. And until we get there, it's like underreaching, right. which is definitely a term that is used. And uh, <laughs> But there is the question of, as, as Christians, where do we draw that line and how do we draw that line, I think, is, is maybe an even better question to ask. Um, and so we're pulling another question from uh, my church, and we're going to talk today about government overreach. You've got the dummies, Ben and JJ. Coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. All right, so uh, so disclaimer: uh, I do have my. Uh, six-month-old daughter uh, sitting here in the room so i'll try to get rid of as much noise as i can but if you hear some uh some noises uh sorry uh we're just gonna have to have to deal with it for this uh recording yep because my wife rudely uh went to work so (laughs) (laughs) she works unbelievable you let the woman work i'm not gonna make any comments (laughs) i'm not gonna make any comments Uh, so this this question, like I said, was was pulled in again from uh, from my church's series, um, and the the question was just simply where should the church draw the line about government overreaching? Um, so I think we should start there, and then we can maybe talk about how. Uh, but there's there's the obvious, and I don't think we're we're really talking about that. You know, if if uh, the government decides to outlaw Christianity, yeah. obviously obvious overreach. Um, if they say uh, we're going to put a tax on cigarettes, like they did. Uh, not government overreach. Maybe it is in your mind, mm-hmm. but as and that's that's your own priority. We're not talking just about political uh, positions here, right? Uh, so if you know, I mean, there, there there may be a line where, especially in America, where we have freedoms, we have the Constitution. There's going to be a line of government overreach per the just laws and and American 
ju- not judicial, the like I guess legal philosophy sure. or just mindset, whatever worldview. I don't know one of those words <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Like there's there's plenty of things in my mind. I'm like that is complete overreach. Um, I, I'm thinking like especially stuff with like the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But as like a Christian and as a church, you know that's not where I'm drawing a line as f- on like a faith based standpoint. That would be more of like a this is what I think on a legal standpoint. So not counting the ones that are very obviously yes or no. Do you have any sort of any sort of thought on where you draw that line? Yeah, I think I think COVID gave us like a very weird interesting insight into that whole realm of like not necessarily because i don't personally think as as a as a like citizen there i had some issues with some things but yes as a believer in a church there were there were some things that's like okay like as a believer i'm gonna do like i'm gonna do these things i'm going to go to church in some way you know so like yeah to a certain extent, like online kind of became a thing and like the in-person thing. But then what COVID kind of brought out was like you had these, again, like what always seems to happen, two ends of the spectrum within Christianity of how to react to, you know, government shutting everything down and, you know, putting everyone in their homes and saying can't meet up and do all this stuff. Um, yeah, the one camp that said, all right, cool, we're just not going to meet at all. You know, we'll figure out something yeah. online, whatever, we'll abide by everything and not question anything at all. Then yeah, the other side that was like, Oh, we're still gonna you know, we're gonna meet no matter what you say. Um Yeah. Which is a very I think that was a very interesting place and I don't think necessarily we realized what we were getting into until like the the depth of it. I think we understood that we were getting into a little bit of like church versus state type of situation yeah. of like okay what Definitely. what is going to what's what's going to prevail but i think like looking back that's like a lot of things that happened there they were like precedent setting you know and yeah. like Definitely. we had now we have a little bit of a groundwork to see just how like in reality what that looks like and i think that's going to help mm-hmm. make some future decisions you know as like i think both me and you would probably agree that at some point, you know, not just our nation, but our world and its view of Christianity as a whole is going to continue its decline. And we're going to run into yeah. more and more situations across the world, not just in random places right now um, or outlaw places, but everywhere we're going to have have to make those decisions and figure out. And then it's not going to be a COVID situation. It's going to be something. It's going to be another excuse, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think COVID was a very interesting it's a great way to just put it as an excuse because I think regardless of where you stand on all the politics behind COVID, what ended up happening, especially to the church at large, was an excuse. Like it's, I'm not saying that people were necessarily using, everyone was necessarily using it that way, but I think broad scale, it was obviously a test on how much power does the state, meaning the state you're in as well as like the state, the federal government, um, how much power does the state have over the church and i i think it was i think i think we failed majorly um i don't i the, chur- I, now, the church failed or you, like you and, the government failed or both failed well or? both but the church more importantly because yeah. the government is always i mean it's human nature to try to gain more and more power mm-hmm. i mean everybody everybody anybody that ever has power is apt to try to get more almost always um but i think the church majorly failed uh in just adhering to everything the government ever said now we were in texas when it all started 
Uh, Texas was completely different. They they couldn't enforce, you know, stuff over the church. Our church that we were a part of um, was asked by the city government to stop meeting for, I don't know if there was a time frame given, but asked to, to stop meeting in person. Um, couldn't force it, but asked. And our church, um, as one of the two biggest gatherings in the uh not just church related, but gathering of any size of any sort uh, in the city on a weekly basis, uh, decided that we would comply in accordance with, uh, you know, Romans 13. And uh, I always forget the second one. Is it? I literally always, I always go to Romans 13 and then I reference the other one. (laughs) Or no, Peter, it's in Peter. Um, I think you're right. I, I forgot. It's, I think it's we've done. Theater. We've had the same um, conversation on another yes. podcast too. <laughs> yes, and I always. I, I can never. It's always on the tip of my tongue, and I always say Timothy, and it's it's still Peter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but decided with, in accordance that they were gonna they were gonna comply for. I think we it was I don't know two two and a half months. I think that we had no nothing in person, um, and I think that's that's okay. We we had yeah. no idea what was going on. Yep. Um, but after, and, the, and again, it wasn't forced. And I think that's a big part of it is when the, the church decide can decide, essentially, we are going to, we're going to comply because we think that this is the best idea. Every church shuts down, whether it's for a week or a couple weeks or something, at some point for some reason. Sure. And that's perfectly fine. I don't think we are failing at faith and failing at the church if we, uh, if we don't meet every single week, always. If yeah. you take a week off in the summer or something or take, you know, a lot of churches this week uh, did not have services on Christmas. I think that's I think that's okay, um, but I think COVID showed that a lot of church leaders and a lot of churches, as far as the people go, the organizations, everything, are a lot of them are not as serious about what about the faith is what they should be. I think others are don't have a not that they don't have a backbone, but they're not willing to stand at least yet. Yeah. Um, which again, if, if, if this was a one-off thing and if we, if we had good faith in the government that they were trying to do the right thing, I think that would be different. But we, we know, I mean like the whole John MacArthur, uh, deal, it was obviously them just trying to basically shut down his church. And, and so, um, I think there's a lot of failure there. I think, I think what I'm thinking is as, as a Christian person where I would draw that line as again, from a faith perspective is when when does the government cross that line of me being able to practice my faith fully and i don't mean that so like in washington here at one point they outlawed bands which just makes sense because obviously uh bands cause covid uh <laughs> yeah lots of uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> not not to get a good on that uh lots. So so at, at at our church for our, our couple months, it was like acoustic sets every week. Now I got a little tired of it, you know. Definitely by the end, it was like I just, it, you know. Mm-hmm. So like in in that in that case, did did it did it stop me from being able to fully practice my faith? Like maybe if you want to call it that. Like there was still worship time. There was still a corporate gathering. So I don't I I don't know if I would I I wouldn't you know, charge into battle on that issue right. because. It's it's one thing to say we can't do worship as we were doing it last week. It's another thing to say that we we just can't do worship. So where do I think that the the government overstepped with COVID? I think it was trying to shut down the churches um, and forcing them to be shut down. I, I I'm not saying that churches should never have closed their doors. You know, this was a new thing. We had no idea what was happening. Um, it could have been the you know 
the what was the big was it the the black plague black death like the big the hu- like huge one yeah, back in one. like whatever the like 1500s, 1500s right that's why i added on my tip of my tongue i wasn't sure i think it's 1500s something like that that sounds right right yeah. black plague mm-hmm. you know it could have been the, the the new one of that so like maybe you know it I don't think caution was was bad, and to say that like for the safety of our people, we're gonna like stop meeting for just a you know a couple weeks until we can find out what it is. It, which I mean, there was a problem too with churches staying shut down forever then too. Yeah. But I think the government forcing churches to shut down not only was that a clear violation of constitutional uh, law, but it's also again i think a lot of churches complied because of the unknown mm-hmm. and the sake of this might this is the best idea right now but the problem is is now you've given the government that option all they have to do is say that there's a sickness and they they can shut down your church so yeah i think that's a line right there that i think should again like how how do you in the moment how do you do that because, I mean, you don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, we do have the Black Plague here, but for the sake of sticking to the government, we're going to stay open. Well, no, you don't want to do that. Right. But you also don't want to just give in to government pressure to shut down your church. I think there was a lot of, like, just common sense stuff just across the board that we just kind of missed out on, you know? Um, yeah. I think a huge part of that was the last 20 years, just this, like, there's this information age, and it. Yeah. what was crazy to me was, like people taking sides with what the sickness was you know like there was momentum to like your own preconceived notion of what this like could be which made no sense in my mind like why why are we as the people talking about something that we have no idea what we're talking about so i think that was that was a huge thing and it just it just follows the trend of basically what our entire culture has been about you know just this very two-side tidy culture and you've got to kind of stick to one um or you got to fall into one side or the other um but yeah i agree with you i think the the mandatory even like especially churches but it is tough especially on the beginning and i think that's what you're kind of like bringing up too and like trying to wrestle with if like this is if this is a black plague do you trust like as someone in leadership like say like a governmental type of position do you trust your you know the the citizens of the united states to comply if you say hey like there is something massively dangerous out here you need to go inside right um well the problem being now if there is a black plague that comes next year right exactly we're gonna say screw it yeah which is yeah exactly and so which isn't a good thing either uh uh-huh um but yeah, so I think that was on the government side. And I agree with you that that line was was poorly drawn, and then I think was poorly um, bought into, like like freely yeah. bought into. You know, I think there's a, there's yeah. a difference between freely buying into it and you know complying with a you know with a hint of a caution behind it. You know, yeah. like okay, we're, we'll give you this one, but like just know this isn't you know like kind of what you're talking about, like you expect something expect more resistance or expect something from us if this isn't if this carries on or you know if if you continue to draw this line into an arena that okay we're no longer in you know sickness mode we're into a little bit more of a controlling we've lost our you know we've lost our own ownership to as a community to grow but i also think on the other side on like the church's side 
I think a big a big failure even within the ones that um maybe were like what you're saying like with Texas like I think a lot of states asked like just purely asked churches to close for a little bit until they figured it out yeah and then down the train of okay now they're not even reopening um yeah and I think what those communities really and I, not even the ones that shut down I think a lot of churches got into this mode of okay we need to keep this corporate style alive a little bit which is needed and i think that is script like there's things in scripture that like you need that organizational structure to it right to be an actual church um but it became only online where Mm -hmm. i saw some churches were doing you know they were you could still i can't remember what the rule was but whatever it was probably per state too but like however many people you could have in like one room or whatever the rules were there are churches who were you know saying hey like encouraging like hey between you and like another couple families like be together like you guys are in similar like find those communities those face-to-face interactions especially once we got out of that first you know couple weeks or first couple months however long it was um like find that community and that accountability and like you can still dive into the stuff you know together Mm -hmm. we don't have to do this all online but for the most part most churches just straight they went to the best they could come up with was to come up with a online pastor and then basically it changed like the entire structure of how churches were going to be run because now post-covid half your congregation is just watching online because you actually have like something a little more suitable to that audience you know where i think me and you i don't know if we've have we done a whole podcast on like what the church should look like and our opinions of that? I don't know if we've... Not, not really. We, we, we talked about should. online church. Yeah, we've talked about online church, but I don't know if we've like dove into this thing. But like like when we're in school and I think even now, like since then, I've probably cemented my opinion, like this modern idea of church and how we run it, like it works, sure. But like, is it the best? You know, that's like, that's yeah. always the argument is like this Sunday you know we sing a couple songs do the sermon and leave is that really the best way to do it like that that can have a place but how how do we make the church truly the church not to where yeah. the church is that sunday morning service that the church is something bigger the church is something much stronger than that because i think both me and you have always agreed that that is a very weak way to like establish the foundation of your church like there's so there's so much more depth to what yeah. that means and I think COVID honestly showed the strength of the American church and it showed that it's pretty weak and that we don't have yeah. a great understanding of what that's supposed to be and what, what we're supposed to be to each other and how we're supposed to interact yeah. with each other. Like it should not be easy to like, it wasn't easy for me knowing um, like, cause I was at pilot training. It wasn't easy for me and my roommate to separate for our buddies at pilot training and not be allowed to see them for like two or three weeks because we actually like yeah. being around them. We liked hanging out. We we're good friends. Even more so within a church setting. Like if you're in a community of believers, like you've known, hopefully you've known each other for a while or you've grown some, you know, very strong bonds. So if something like this comes up, it should be kind of painful to have to separate yourself from what should be your closest friends, spiritual family, you know, this connectiveness. Like there should be something that drives you yeah. to each other, not just, you know, the kind of the black and white on you know sunday morning and so i think we found i think we i think what covid kind of showed and with that government overreaching and like kind of just everything that covid brought i think a lot of true colors were shown and i think we saw like okay this is a very 
simple example of how the government can very quickly overreach and how the church, at least in America, I think is going to probably cave in really, really quickly, you know, and just yeah. say, just put their hands up and say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do what you want. Right. And not just with COVID, but with any sort of, I mean, it's not just American government that oversteps. It's every yeah. government always ever. Um, even like you look at the Old Testament, even Israel was doing yeah. it to themselves right. half the time. Yeah. Uh, so obviously there's, uh, if, if something goes against, uh, something biblical, obviously that's, um, you know, we, we obey God before man, that's biblical. Um, but also I think anything that, uh, and anything that, that you can point back to biblical principles. Mm. So if, you know, if you, if the government just decides you can't leave your house, is there anything in the Bible that says you must leave your house? I mean, in, at least in that sense, no. But can you talk about discipleship and the community with other believers and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to abide by that. Now, I think, again, we like we, it like we, it, it seems like every podcast comes back to, you know, what, what's the heart behind it? You know, if, yep. if you're, if your mentality is, you know, we're going to obey the government and abide by what they do until they overstep and we have a clear, um, clear need, I guess, or a clear conviction to disobey then you're in the right spot. If you're just right off the bat saying, mm-hmm. when can I disobey the government? Yep. Then you're going to, you're going to find something you, you're going to, you're going to find the wrong place to over, to refuse to comply because you're already trying to, you know, give the finger to the president. And so yeah. I think it comes down to that, but why don't we go into like more of like that? How do you draw that line? Because, um, you know, we can, simply say no but that's not always really the the best option you know um because you 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 don't want to you 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 want to do the quote wrong thing in the right way like i think back to like uh you know rahab Uh, she's got two options she can sell sell out the israelite spies and get them killed or she can lie to the uh uh spies i don't know what they were well, they were no, no, spies the, the, the not the what have you called guards the I, soldiers maybe i guess i don't know soldiers huh? maybe we don't even know that's interesting um the government so so to uh yeah well yeah actually yes actually yes that wasn't even the point i was making uh but uh there is nothing in the bible that says that was um good to lie but she is commended for their heart behind it because she had two options where there was no good. So how did she, how do you do the wrong thing right? Mm. Uh, yeah. And so do you have any any initial thoughts on that? Again, I mean, extremely extremely tough. I think this is like this is where kind of like what I was talking about like just a second ago. Like this this is what shows the strength of your church because this shouldn't just be the board. This shouldn't just be the pastor. This should be like the church like coming together to make these decisions and standing to like standing together. That's their first move. Right. Um, you know, whether that's in prayer or, you know, talking it through, arguing about it, like hashing it out, like really like working every single angle until you come to, you know, the best solution on it. Um, yeah, it's tough. Cause you know, try not to get into the obvious of like, okay, there's, there's the obvious moments of like, you know, where it's black and white. Okay. The government's in the wrong we are established as a church commanded to be a part of this community and we're not being allowed to do it for X, Y, Z reason, you know, and like yeah. a more oppressive, persecutive type of situation. 
don't know. It's it's tough because like I could say COVID's the easiest thing for me to come back to just because it's like the most recent thing. But like the MacArthur way of doing it, didn't really agree with it because it was like right off the bat, right? It was very aggressive. It was very, and I get, I get that side of it. I get like the stand up for your church, stand up for scripture and all that potentially could come later. I think it kind of painted, especially within where that church is. It's kind of in, uh, it's in that very liberalized area where mm-hmm. conservatism, when that clashes with liberalism, they have, a, you know, it usually has a good bit of friction behind it. Um, yeah. And so in, you know, the MacArthur type churches were coming out and being extremely aggressive in their stance. It showed, I think that it did, it lost a lot of the grace. It lost, it lost a lot of the humility. Maybe that's probably the best word for it. And so I think a lot of times these situations, a lot of times they're drawn out. A lot of times you're gonna be paint painted in the dark. Sometimes you can be isolated. And I'm talking as like, Mm -hmm. you know, a church as a whole, because a lot of times other churches are probably not going to be on board with you. You know, they're going to have kind of their line and they might fall wayward or they're going to have a different way of going about it. But I think it's an interesting idea of like humility as a group of people and mm-hmm. patience as a group of people and allowing the Lord to kind of speak through those moments and like being quiet, maybe in like the thick of it, you know, mm-hmm. and, but still kind of standing up for what's right and doing what you need to do. Um, and what you're, you know, being challenged and asked to do by the Lord, you know? So I was listening to uh, Glenn Beck the other day, and he was talking about uh, the Declaration of Independence. And he was reading through it, and he made the, uh, made the observation at one point. He said, when, when you read through the Declaration, he said, it's an, it's an explanation. It's why are we declaring our independence? He said, if you look at something from modern times of all these activist groups, he said, like, you know, something like Black Lives Matter, their, their essential, like, declaration is a list of demands. Here's what we want. Here's what we're going to get. And he said the Declaration of Independence is more of a, we don't have a choice and here's why. Hmm. And so I think that's more of the mindset to have. It's it's not a, uh, we hate you, so we're going to do what we want. It's yeah. a, you've painted us into a corner and so we have no alternatives and so we ref, we, we respect respectfully decline, essentially. Sure. And so I, th- I think that that's one you, like, you got to do it respectfully, whether you're on a personal level, whether it's a church level. And I think you got to be ready. Um, you got to be ready for the fight. And if you're essentially, if you're like, if you're a church and the, you know, city, state, whatever says you're not meeting and you say, well, yes, we are. Then you can't cower down as soon as they say, well, we're going to send some cops then or something like that you got to be ready to fight this thing if it's if it's important enough for you to refuse to to um adhere to then it's worth you fighting against and i think there's going to come a time i mean there definitely is going to come a time where our our model of faith i guess is not only going to be challenged but it's actually going to be destroyed Mm -hmm. there's going to come a time where you cannot have a 500 person weekly gathering at, at a church right but that doesn't mean we give up. That might mean that we, you know, we go underground. We do house churches. We do what they've done anytime persecution. What, what's happening in China and mm-hmm. Iran right now? Like, just because you can't do it the way you want doesn't mean you stop, and doesn't mean that you completely obliterate people's faith and obliterate a church just for the sake of we want to do it our way. Mm. 
if, if it gets to a point where you cannot meet with more than 100 people, do you fight that? Yes. But eventually you say, okay, well, we're going to meet with 100 people and we, we'll do 16 services if we have to, or we'll do whatever we'll do. So there's going to be a point where like, you do have to fold and comply to a level. But that, I think that's, that's, it's close, but it's still far enough away that we're not like, that's not banging on our door right now. It's, it's other issues. It's, you know, matters of the, well, the, the hot social issues, essentially, you know, there's, you know, are you have to cave to this social pressure or we're going to take away your tax exempt status. Yes. Your tax exempt status is going away. Right. Like you got, you, you gotta, you gotta be ready to fight, but you also gotta know when to, I don't like the word give in, but you know, I'm, oh, you yeah. know, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. like it, you, you, you can't fight. Ev- I think there's in world war two in world war two, Towards the end, Hitler was trying to fight battles on every front. And so he stretched the Nazis too thin. You got the Battle of the Bulge. You got, you know, he had the uh, the standoff at Stalingrad and blew apart half his army because he's trying to go at, in every direction to fight everything at once, which sometimes you, you're going to have to put all your chips in a certain area position and fight that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with, with COVID, it was... The big part was you can't meet. Yeah. So go after that, and if if you if you can only meet with 150 people, well then maybe that's where we start with, yep. and then we try to fight that. Maybe like it's it's hard to know exactly where to draw that line right now because we're at a point, and I think anybody with eyes can see that like the church is being. I don't know if I if we can say the church is being persecuted yet. There's definitely some. Um, What's less than persecution? Hostility. There's definitely hostility towards the church sure. from people and government, and so we're not we're not really to that point. Aside like aside from COVID and everything there, we're not at that point yet where we're having like this full out persecution of any sort. Really, um, there's definite hostility, and we don't want to just give in until it becomes persecution. But when you look at, you know, again, like the church in Iran, the church in China, where there are those clear lines, yep. like there, it's, it's coming, but you know, where, where do we draw that line? I think it's going to be different from mm-hmm. in where you're at, what kind of people you're dealing with. Are we talking a personal level or a, or a, you know, church level, group level, whatever it may be. But again, it's, it's, for, it, it comes down to the heart behind it. And, you know, are you praying about it? Yeah. Honestly, it, there's there's going to be obvious answers. We're just not going to know them per mm-hmm. se. Obvious as in divine, obvious. And if we just sit back and say, "Oh well, that's what Gavin Newsom says," <laughs> now does that mean the, the John MacArthur method was the right response? Right. We can debate that. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, just go look up that that whole uh, thing. Wow, words. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, is, is the the line or the the right answer is almost always in the middle. And if you're doing yeah. it with a good heart, with good intentions, and full of prayer, full of you know seeking wisdom and everything, you're probably going to end up in the right spot, or at least in a justifiable spot that you can really stand behind and fight for, yeah. fight against whatever. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, even like 
scripture and historically like Christians who were persecuted and like uh, even at an individual level there was always a you know even to the point of some of them like being killed like there was a level of humility and a level of like not just going in you know you know guns blazing basically but like right. just stating kind of like what you said like what you said earlier it was like like you put me in a corner like this is where I stand I have to stand here like this is it yeah. like this is all I've got like a Bonhoeffer method yeah <laughs> not not the crusades not, yeah exactly for sure that's all that's about all I got yeah, that, that's, that's pretty good <laughs> I'm sure th- I'm sure there'd be some good uh, some good individual situations that we could talk about um, outside of COVID but I don't have any of those on the top of my head and yeah. nobody wrote us in any specific mm-hmm. uh, ones, but that would, that would be interesting ones to, to discuss. I think we could really dive into some, some COVID stuff, but oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think you said it, you hit the hit a spot on when you said earlier that it just, it showed the weakness of the American church. Sadly enough though, I don't think it crushed the weakness. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think so. Either. I think if anything, I think, if anything it, it might we probably came out of it like it showed the weakness and then made us weaker because now we like we're allocating resources into areas that like are almost irrelevant now but we've made relevant because for a year and a half we've like maybe. allowed ourselves to like be in those ways you know maybe I think there's a much depending on the church like almost like a like when I go to churches now outside of the one I actually go to because they're actually pretty solid. But a lot of the churches I go to, it's like, it feels like there's a complacency now. Whereas before it was like, maybe not necessarily for the right motive, but you would go to church, maybe out of a sense of like, I have to do this or like, not necessarily like the best, like for not the best reasons, but you're going because it was important. Yeah. Now there's like a very I- much a slouched complacency and like, like even more it was already existent but now it's an even more so through the motions because i think of like where we i think part of that's where we came from just like the last couple of years so like the emphasis on I the think, church has like lost it's it's like starting to lose its grip it's almost like a little more slippery but i think at the same time and i think i, would, I think that would apply maybe depend like on individual churches i don't know if that would be a general statement per se but i think it also like because we all went through it and saw what happened throughout the whole thing You've got a lot more people that are going to pull the John MacArthur if if something like happens again mm-hmm. where it's no, you're not doing it again. You're not shutting us down. We are not going back to a live stream only kind of church method. I think you've got a lot of you've got a lot of churches that are, are gonna be a lot stronger whenever the next thing, whatever it is, happens. You've got a lot of churches that were destroyed, and I think some some probably just smaller churches that were probably solid. A lot of churches that were just like people went on Sunday cause that's what they do. And they blew up with, and I think that's a great thing, honestly. Um, but I think it showed, it showed the weakness and it, I think in hindsight now, I think it's strengthened the, the strong, but it's also, I think the strong, my all, point is I it, think, I think the strong, I think already... it strengthened the weak though. I think it strengthened the weak and got rid of the middle because you got these middle, like not wishwashy, but not like a, they're not strong and they're not a pointless church and they fell. The ones who were stronger, I think tended to stay. And the ones that were weaker 
are also stained because they didn't really have a purpose to begin with or they weren't that solid to begin with. Maybe they were fine like theologically, but like it was a come and listen to our cool pastor. And so now we're still at come and listen to our cool pastor or you were kind of pointless to begin with and now you just feel good stuff. And so you, I think you've, it helped that section because they can come, come back to some extent because they didn't really have anything much there to begin with. The ones that were really strong, I think are staying strong because they were strong and you kind of hit that middle crowd hard, which honestly is not the worst result to turn it into a strong and or not even strong and weak, but just a like good, solid theological Mm -hmm. biblical church versus a, the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're still, think we're we still a little bit too. on the back end too. Like we're, we're still sifting through yeah. some stuff. So it'll be, it's almost like a generation. You're going to have to wait to see how this like next decade kind of picks up and where it sits. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be, it'll I, have, be, yeah, I just have a feeling and especially just looking across the board, it feels very weakened. But I will say this too, yeah. the divide seems much more, there's definitely a much more of a, it's not like a thick line, but there's, it's not as much of a faded line between what we would consider strong churches and weak churches. Yeah. And I agree yeah, with you. I think that so middle, gray area. Yeah, some of those middle ground, it took out some of that middle ground stuff. For sure. I think it'll take I think I think with what you were saying too about the, the weaknesses that it caused, I think I think that'll fade in time. You know, if if nobody's watching your live stream, churches are gonna stop dumping money into it. If nobody's you know, if you have an online pastor that is pastoring no one, that position's gonna fall away eventually. Well that's what I'm saying. You're I gonna think, any, I think it'll just take some time. There's some potential in that area because you're pouring resources into now wrong areas what could continue to strengthen the church like that discipleship aspect is now thinner amongst churches that could be strong but they're sure they're they have scarce resources because of kind of a poor allocating just because right. of you know and, covid and laziness and too. live streaming online stuff is not bad mm-hmm. i mean that's obviously. not at all what i'm either saying either it's just like everything I think there's, there's there's i think that that's there though yeah, I, mean, I know churches. I'm like, you've dumped like, you know, not a large sum of money, but like in proportion to your budget, mm-hmm. a lot of money for you to have this really crappy live stream that like is going to turn away anybody who's like under 60. Yeah. Even if you're a great church. Mm-hmm. You got, yeah. On online, everything, you're dumping money into production stuff. Exactly. Not yeah. Just like you're pouring money. This is a whole into, other, the whole other topic we could talk about, but yeah. Yeah, I think I I think it'll it'll take some time, but I think that will have that will weed itself out in time. Yep. But all right, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight, at least into into how we think and uh, uh, therefore the right way to think. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we we'd love we'd love to hear the comments and uh, disagree with us. We'd uh, we'd love to uh, have a uh, kind of a debate or something with uh, with something you write in or even correct us where um i mean i'm sure you're not gonna be able to find anything yeah, to correct unlikely. but I mean, you can at I'm least try say, yeah fat chance yeah yeah i mean i mean if you've been listening to this podcast you know that we never say anything off the cuff and wrong no. so uh <laughs> never all right well thanks for listening and uh we will catch you uh in two weeks Duh.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom.